the huge contrast was in the business field. And the statistics was that, for example, the Starbucks, where the high proportion of GHG emission was 1,300,000 metric. And with us, it's nothing. <laughs> we don't bring any CO2. We don't distribute anything. Our bikes run only on the sun and body power. And we use the solar energy to generate electricity for our cars. So we have absolutely no impact for emissions. We don't use any generators. And I think that's really cool. That's another thing we're proud at Fairlow Bikes. Welcome to Care More, Be Better, a podcast for people like you who care about the social impact of conscious companies and everyday heroes. Hear inspiring stories from those who put people and planet before profit and personal gain. You'll learn how you can make a difference, vote with your dollars, and get involved today. Here's your host, Karina Belizzi. Hello, fellow do-gooders and friends. I'm your host, Karina Belizzi. While we've said goodbye to Earth Month, it's never time to stop thinking about how we can live a little bit more sustainably. And while electric vehicles may be all the rage of late, pedal power is something that we should never forget. It's a great way to locomote. But what if, like me, you live on one of the steepest hills in your neighborhood? It might prove a little challenging to get yourself up those hills. Well, guess what? Electric bikes are a great way to take care of that challenge. So today I'm going to deepen a discussion about electric bikes and also some interesting solutions that they can pose from a business and entrepreneurial perspective, if that's your jam. Now, even the fittest of us, we may think that we can pedal straight up that hill, but I have to tell you, I have some dear friends now who have an electric bike that live on my hill and they say, yeah, you know, I zoom right up that hill now. I can actually go to the grocery store, do some basic errands, and even put the kids on the back and pick them up from school and not deal with those long lines and pick up. So that's pretty amazing too. There are many ways that we can choose to modify our lifestyles just a little bit to be a little greener each day. So who do I have joining me? I have Faraz Vashnak. He's founder and CEO of Furla Bikes. He's a serial entrepreneur. Faraz was actually raised in Kazakhstan. I'm saying this incorrectly. I'm going to have to have him correct me. He began his career in hospitality. And after working at several world-renowned restaurants and hotels, Faraz actually took hold of that entrepreneurial spirit. And he launched a successful catering business in Los Angeles. In 2016, after observing and helping a woman struggle to push a fruit cart up a steep hill, probably much like the one I live on, he was inspired to develop the prototype for the first Furla cargo e-bike. Furla has gone on to become a leading provider of premium electric cargo bikes and to date has developed more than 20 different cargo e-bikes, some including parts for both business and personal use. You can customize them and make them yours. Faraz, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. <laughs> so excited to be here. Please tell me how to properly pronounce Kazakhstan. Is that correct? Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Why am I introducing another I in there? <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I mean, Kazakhstan, it's a beautiful country uh, surrounded by mountains. It's actually a pretty big country. It's finished with Stan, like many other countries, like Tajikistan, Uzbekistan. 
but Kazakhstan actually located in the Central Asia. So it's definitely a country to visit if you like mountains and nature. Well, I have a friend who actually takes motorcycle trips through much of Asia, and she invites a team of women to come with her each time. So they have their own adventures. And I've just tracked some of the beautiful mountain steps. They've taken some incredible photography and had some crazy adventures and off the beaten path in ways that I just dream of one day. So I hope to join her at some point in the future. Yeah. Unbelievable. I'll join too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on an e-bike. I know they're using motorcycles because there isn't always a spot to charge when you're getting far out in the steps and things like that. So cool. So yeah. Cool. One of the bucket list items I have out there. Now let's get started with a bit of your origin story. How might growing up in Kazakhstan and heading to Los Angeles to develop your career have influenced this whole ideation behind Furla e-bikes? Absolutely. So as you already mentioned, I was born in Kazakhstan in a very loving, happy family. My dad is also an immigrant. He moved to Soviet Union when he was 19. Extraordinary young man. He just came with his luggage and a guitar. <laughs> I guess that was really important for him. So pretty much with no language, my dad is originally from Syria. So he came to Soviet Union, so he had to learn Russian language back then. So he had to start all over. And he met my mom. Back then, it was not just yet Kazakhstan. It was Soviet Union, and the city was called Elma-Ata, which is, if you translate that, it's a city of apples. We have a lot of apples. So orchards. Almaty. Yes. Very big, very large, very juicy it's unbelievable the way they taste. So back to the story, I was born in 91. So I already was born in Kazakhstan and the life was great for me. I've been seeing my parents start from the scratch, mm -hmm. from completely nothing. And they made it together. And for me, this is just a great example how couples, people, working hard together and making something wonderful out of this. And they also start from a little kiosk where they used to sell like a grocery store all the way up to real estate business. So step-by-step step, working so hard, that was a perfect, I guess, example for me and dedication that I had to apply to my businesses, especially Ferla Bikes. It wasn't easy, obviously when I just started, it's still challenging. And that's the best part that I enjoyed. So when you tell me you were born back in 91, I'm thinking, gosh, I was a freshman in high school already. <laughs> but as it stands, you've accomplished so much in a relatively short time. Even bringing this to market, I know is very complicated. You have to work with so many different people to design the bike, to do testing, to integrate the right materials to get the battery tested to ultimately perform the way you need to in order to bring a product to market. So can you tell me a little bit about what that journey was like? Yeah, it feels so good for me to remember my journey back then. At the moment, pretty much I didn't have my personal life at all. Back then, I used to have three businesses that I had to run in order to keep the furlough up. And pretty much it was seven days non-stop, no weekends, no friends. It's just work. But in the end, of it's worth it. I'm so happy that we came all the way where we are right now. And I believe the journey was 
you can expect to get what you want. You have to be best and build your own success. And that's what my dad always told me. And just I had to push and no other way around. Yeah. Well, that's entrepreneurship, isn't it? I think Absolutely. sometimes you hear things like the four hour work week and you think, oh, well, there's a pipe dream. <laughs> you know, if you're trying to get something that's new off the ground, it can be an all consuming effort. Now, I've looked at your bikes online. I've seen the family bicycles that you're essentially promoting to. And I've even seen one very similar in my neighborhood that I now suspect might be one of yours where they actually have the bars around the back. So there's two seats for their kids and they actually go and take the cycle to pick up their kids from school at parking time, which pickup time is a mess at our local elementary school. <laughs> so everything you can do to kind of reduce that load and the amount of time you have to sit there and wait is worthwhile. Absolutely. I've just seen them zipping around, having a ball of a time, and I'm just impressed by both how fast the cycles are and silent and also just what a joy the entire family seems to have on them. So you have two websites. You have Furla Family Bikes, which showcases all these cycles similar to the ones I've just described, which almost can serve like a tandem without pedals for your kids to ride along. And then the cargo bikes. So talk to me about how you designed your business to kind of create these two separate arms and what problems you're working to solve with them. Absolutely. Just to add to your story about the parking, the kids are actually also um, things very privileged. I mean, they feel very privileged to drive the bike right in the front of the entrance where you can drive your car there and they feel like, oh, I'm a special one today. So it's funny. They love it. We have so many stories, even when it's raining days, they're saying like, you know what, I'm not going to take the car today. Mom, we should take the bike, put your cover on. And if you want me to go to the school, we have to take the bike. And that's something makes me smile. Yeah, it's great. My husband was an all weather motorcyclist for a long time. And so you have those essentially they're onesies with armor that you wear on a motorcycle, but you can have just a rain suit that you wear on something like a bicycle like that. Now, I know all weather riders who have scooters, and guess what? They're making that transition now. So you've created a solution that can serve a family, but you also are working to solve this problem of a woman kind of trying to get this cart up a hill, so to speak, and provide entrepreneurs with access to something that they could create their own business with. And so I've seen things like coffee carts even mobile shoe shines and all sorts of businesses that can operate and something like this. And a recent trend that I've actually seen is people doing kind of cocktail carts, even at local weddings where they could do something like this or use a tool like Furla bikes for that. So what is the most innovative use of your cargo bikes that you've seen today? That's a good question. My venture starts from commercial cargo bikes and carts. And then we jump into the family solutions. And to answer your question, the most innovative car that we ever designed, I think that was something that we never expect to do. We have designed a car, actually a bike, that could serve as a stationary option for COVID testing. We never thought about this. We having a refrigeration slash freezer system on board that perfectly worked out for them. And they wanted something that we can 
serve as a COVID station built for them. And it was shocked for me. Uh, we have so many different ideas that we built so far. And from the cocktail card to a shoe company, to greeting cards, all the way to the coffee, ice cream. I mean, we built so many solutions that we don't even know where to focus now. I mean, we have so many different ideas that the customers are actually bringing to us on a daily basis that we sometimes, it's, that's another challenge for us. And here's why probably we have so many different models to accommodate every possible aspect of the business. And the idea of Ferla was pretty simple. I always want to do something meaningful and I guess impactful for others. And that was the best solution for me was back then. And I created, I guess, a car for myself and then distribute to society. Something very affordable and eco-friendly. That was the key point. When I'm looking at the furlabikes.com, I just wanted to pull it up here and I will share this on screen for people that are watching on YouTube, just so that you can get a peek at what we're talking about here. So you really have some beautiful carts. And I imagine that as you develop these, you're working in concert with the individual to create solutions that they're going to really own and be proud of. In this instance, it appears you're working with a florist. So you have a beautiful bike with this kind of spring seat, which seems super classic, beautiful cart attached that has two wheels on either side of it. So it's able to stand fixed without a kickstand. It looks beautiful. It's got this incredible display ability. And then also an awning at the top. So the person here is not going to worry about getting sunburned and can deal with being out there in misty weather in the Pacific Northwest or hot summer days as well. So you have so many different options. You have quotes here that you can get navigating through your website. And even just, I found in perusing it, it's kind of like fodder for ideas. If somebody is out there and saying, I've been thinking about trying something on my own and maybe I'll employ someone to work the cart and invest in this and see if I can turn it into something. What kind of success stories have you heard thus far from your customer base? Sure. It's actually a good entry point. If you want eventually to go and open your brick and mortar location, like a coffee shop, you need a lot of resources, experience, financial resources, and so on. This is actually a good entry point. And I'm glad to say that, that we have a bunch of successful cases. One of the cases I always like to bring it up is the couple from San Diego, Donut Hello. They do events and catering, and they have a donut machine placed in our bike. And it's actually brought them so much success. They actually inquired to purchase another cart just recently. So they're growing. they completely booked for the seasonal weddings and corporate events, and they're doing extremely successful. The last time I saw them, they had already more than 10 people employed and it's just working for them. It's great. I mean, yeah, for sure. So I wanted to look back also, if somebody is thinking about starting an entrepreneurial venture and they're investing in something like one of these carts, how much can they expect to spend if they're starting with a basic overall design to get started versus something where they might have a little bit more funds? So the idea behind Furla was to create a very affordable product 
pretty much for everyone. And you can get our bike as low as $3,000, fully equipped with storage, wheels, canopy, etc., all the way to 12000 where we will actually equip you with some equipment like a brewery equipment, cold brew station, refrigerator unit, solar panel, and even for the hand wash thing. And the sky is your limit. We can do anything you want. And the good thing that 3000 it's not even the price you pay for it. I was building just a standard family e-bike on your site. I mean, that's around what most e-bikes start at these days. Like they start around $3,000. So for you to tell me a cargo bike that could enable you to even start a business could start out as low as that is, is really kind of shocking. It is actually. But that was the whole idea behind opening again brick and mortar location. It's just insane. And young people can't even think about this. It's like, it's so expensive. The rent, the payrolls, I mean, the taxes, the licensing is, it's just outrageous. The second alternative was a food truck business, but a good solid used food truck cost around 100000 Yeah, you can buy a complete beater for half that, but then you have to put so much work into it that True. you end up spending close to 100000 Exactly. So that was the idea. It had to be something. So I was just lucky enough to bring that concept first to United States. Wow. And to be frankly honest, I mean, it was really difficult to prove the concept, to prove that there is a solution. I mean, like if you want to be in the food and beverage business, it sounds expensive, it sounds complicated, but you have a solution. You have a solution to try. It won't hurt to spend three, five thousand hours and try out your business concept, see if it works, see if you can scale it. I think it's a good scale machine, indeed. Well, frankly, I'm also looking at this and saying, what better way to even build out something like a trade show booth where you're trying to create some excitement? Trade show booths can be incredibly expensive. I mean, I've worked in the field of consumer products and goods for a long time now, and a company will drop $20,000 on a single booth, and it's not that dynamic or interesting. <laughs> so if you imagine kind of integrating something like this within that, and then having this kind of mobile branding device is valuable. Like there's value to that. I'm thinking back also to the days when Red Bull had those little minis that they would drive around right. with the Red Bull can on top as their mini demonstration. So they get in front of any sort of business that might make sense to do a demo around and have this branding billboard around their product, hand out samples and things like that. If you're talking about something as low as a three to $5,000 price point, that's an electric bicycle, so it's more eco-friendly, that provides for the storage that you need to be able to do these sorts of kind of sampling events and also work as an attention grabber, then I think you have something that has the potential to disrupt even how we think about constructing our branding machines for businesses. Even if it's not like, hey, this is my first step into retail. This could be something that's your first step at branding in a disruptive way in a particular market where you could ride it from event to event. Exactly. I just think this is pretty amazing. Like, I'm shocked at the price. <laughs> yeah, and that's what actually scaled us. In fact, that we got a lot of inquiries throughout all these years from a corporate clients such as Cisco Corporation, they did a massive trade show and they used our bike 
Tiffany and Co. They still perform our push cart at their headquarter location in Rodeo Drive, Beverly Hills. They open up the cafe there. So for marketing purposes, this is the best tool that you can find nowadays, especially for all experiential marketing agencies where they actually want to deliver the product directly to consumers in a very creative and different way, rather than just having a six-foot table and no one will actually pay attention. Then you have a beautiful card that people are curious, what is this? Oh, it's a bike. Let me check it out. It's incredible. And that's usually the reaction we get. Like, what is this? <laughs> did you guys put an espresso machine on the bike? <laughs> and you're like, yes, we did. <laughs> oh, you want a kombucha bar? We have that too, right? Absolutely. Wow. We love kombucha. Yeah. <laughs> As we think about electric bikes, one of the things that has personally kept me from investing in buying one for the family like one of your Furla family bikes where you'd have a couple seats in the back for the kids is really a concern around theft. I live in Santa Cruz area. If I was to leave it parked out front health food store while I went into shop just as a quick little jaunt, I'd be concerned that I might come back to an empty space where I left my bicycle and this few thousand dollars of investment, as well as my two kids in tow who I no longer have the ability to get home with. Are there any particular abatement issues or, or things that you've done with Verla bikes that can help prevent something like that? Or do you have any statistics that you might be able to share? Absolutely. Karina, I think it's a global issue. Society requires a fresh direction. In fact, that people do crazy things nowadays. They steal bikes, they break up to the car. I mean, it happened to me just a few times already in the last couple of months. And I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> However, we thought about this and it's an expensive item and it's actually an investment. You're right. A lot of people consider this as a second vehicle transportation for their family. So imagine we have a lot of customers where they actually do sell their car in order to get our bike. So for them, it's a straight trade. It is like a stealing a car. And we thought about this and we actually partner with number one brand for the locks called Kryptonite locks and their higher end model. And it's actually not that expensive, covers your equipment, your bike, your personal belonging up to $5,000. Oh, wow. So it's like insurance in a way. It's like an insurance. Yeah. So picture you come to their parking lot or any location where you left the bike locked and you see that heavy duty chain like completely broke, then you take the invoice to them and they reimburse. This is their, in a way, marketing strategy to showcase how strong their locks are. So mm. it's impossible to break easily. They'll have to have heavy duty machines and they are willing to cover and reimburse that for you. So we probably had only one or two cases so far where actually someone reached out to us and say, my bike got stolen. We just left it as is without the lock. Here's the serial number. If anyone wants to sell it back to you, just let us know. And we obviously control that. We have a serial number for every single cargo bike that we sell for families. So it's super important that we do keep in track. And our design is is a very unique design. So you can actually sell it like just anywhere else or sell it by parts. 
it's so uniquely designed that it just has to be specifically for that bike. And for that same reason, people usually find Solent bike very easily. It usually goes like same on next day to marketplaces and people usually able to locate and show up and just get their bike back, which is very unfortunate. Well, I want to share the one I was looking at on my screen for those that are watching on YouTube. And also just so people can kind of get a view of what this unique bike can really look like. Now, there are, I think, many, many options when it comes to electric bikes these days. Many of them are mountain bikes, and then you have some family kind of around town cruisers and things like that. But this one looks almost like a hybrid to me between what a moped might have been <laughs> and a cycle around town. And also with the durability of what I might expect to see with a mountain bike, because I mean, heck, I'm seeing a front shock on this thing too. So it's kind of this mix of different things that I think can really help people get around town and envision it in their daily life. So I was looking at this Legom electric cargo bike and seeing too that you have a 140 mile range if you get two battery packs, correct? Correct. Which seems like that would be very utilitarian. I know that if you live in a hilly neighborhood, of course, you're going to use more of that juice because we're talking probably best case scenario if you're on flatland, so to speak. But I've seen these cycles have no trouble getting up hills. And if you're telling me that this is the fairly unique look, I know one of my neighbors has one because it's exactly this look. They have the cycle with a cage around the outer edge of the back seats where they have two for their kids, just like this picture here. And so for anyone who is interested in taking a peek at this that is not watching on YouTube, you just go to furlafamilybikes.com. And you can see gentleman riding this Furla e-bike with his two kids in the back, kind of showcased there. But really, it looks like fairly safe way to transport children too, with the fact that there's even this kind of bar that you can have around the outer edge so that if you were to tip over, they're protected from the side, as well as from, of course, the helmets and the seats themselves. So really beautiful design really looks utilitarian. And I think I might just have to go knock on my neighbor's door and ask them if I can borrow their bike to try around town. <laughs> <laughs> you can explain it very well. Thank you so much for that. This is the, actually our newest model so far. We're extremely proud. We have been working almost a year just to develop this product. It's very innovative. We use a carbon fiber belt, so no more chain, no more grease. It's 100% quiet. You don't even hear any noise. With a dual battery system, it's actually longest in the industry. The range is pretty impressive. So we actually showcase that you can ride from Los Angeles to San Diego at one stop, at one charge. So we actually put a lot of effort. It's a custom design motor. It's a mid-engine motor by Ferla. So the whole idea behind Lagom was to offer a portability solution. It's so easy to store. You can actually bring this bike to the elevator. You can stand up. You can store inside the apartment. You can store inside limited access areas. And that was the goal for us. We still want to bring that joy and solution 
for family transportation, urban mobility transportation. And that's what we had to achieve. And this bike called long tail cargo bike, you can still fit up to two kids in the back and you can use for so many different uses. It can be for a last mile delivery service. You can bring your girlfriend, your wife, your husband, and it's pretty impressive bike. And we invite you to come and test drive one if your neighbor will say no. (laughs) Well, I love the stories that you're working to tell. I also really appreciate that you're essentially working to make something that can be quite expensive, more affordable, and you're also doing things to ensure that I'm personally a little bit more comfortable doing something like buying an e-bike, knowing that there's an option of having that $5,000 protection from somebody like Kryptonite. I didn't know that that was possible, frankly. And just seeing how much joy that one of my neighbors has riding this thing around town. I mean, I've been looking at ways to further reduce my carbon imprint, but even as a skilled mountain biker, I'm not braving biking up my hill at the end of going to get groceries. So all of my around town work is done with a gas-fueled vehicle. And so it's just something I think I'm getting ready to make the leap on. Now, my question for you, because we've viewed this on YouTube, you have the ability to customize the back end of this bicycle, this Furla Lagom electric cargo bike, which is the one I'm in love with. So I'm just going to stay focused on that one. The section in the back, you can put either two seats on, or it can have like a long bench seat or just have this kind of cargo rack. Are these things easily interchangeable or do you see people doing things like, okay, we have the long bench seat, but we can kind of stack these things on, they snap in place and we're able to keep both of them connected? Or is it like something where you have to remove one and add the other back? Exactly, Karine. We designed the Lagom as a modular based design. So it's a plug and play solution. You can easily put a long bench or a short bench literally in 10 seconds. So it's a plug and play accessories that you can change at any certain time. If you need to go in the groceries, you can put the basket on. It just requires four attachments and you're good to go. If you want to bring your kids for a ride or to school, it's pretty much just a clip-on solution. Where's your local shop? I'm in Santa Cruz. I want to go <laughs> check these out in person. I want to bring my kids and my husband and make an event of it. I think It'll be kind of like going to see an animal. If I say to my kids, oh, you want to go look at a puppy? You better believe we're coming home with it. (laughs) We're actually located in Azusa, the city surrounded by mountains. I just personally love mountains. And we have a beautiful bike path just along the river. So we invite you to visit our store and we'll prepare two cargo bikes for you, two lagoon bikes, so you can enjoy together with your husband. Yeah. So where is Azusa? Azusa, it's not too far away from Pasadena. Okay, so Southern California. Yeah, it's about 15 minutes away, and it's located in San Gabriel Mountains area. So do you have other bike shops where you're able to go and check these out at the present time, or are you mostly working out of that single location? We are direct-to-consumer brand, so the goal behind uh, direct-to-consumer type of business is to provide the best price possible. So we can cut those fees without giving away to dealers and other resellers. In that case, we can focus on the quality product at the lower price. This is how you can do the cargo piece for $3,000 on the low end, right? So Exactly. That's the only way. And that's our mission. 
the mission was always to do something good for society and not so much focusing on making money at first. And that's the only way we could achieve that is to build everything in-house and distribute that directly to our clients. You ask a very good question. Perlobi company is growing right now, and we're actually thinking to open a couple locations. One, in fact, will be in Florida, Miami. Another location we're thinking in New York. This is our two locations where we get a lot of requests and orders. So that's our market at the moment. Wow. So I think you have sold me on wanting one of these, but I think also because I've seen my neighbor, like they are not directly next door, but I take a loop around my neighborhood every day with my dog, my hilly neighborhood. She gets her exercise and I get some of mine. And I've just seen her piling the kids on and going to school and they just get right on that thing. Like there's no hesitation the way I try to get my kids out the door and into their car seats in the car sometimes. It's obvious to me they love it. Imagine bringing your kids to Six Flags every single day. This is what it feels like. It's a roller coaster. It's a speed. It's the wind and all this together. It's like a combination of joy and fun. And this is why they only want to ride the bike. It's just because it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Again, like I'm telling you, like they run to get on the thing. Exactly. That's incredible. And we offer financing. I think nowadays it's really important to spend money in a very smart way. And we offer financing and it's up to 12 months, zero interest. So that can hurt. I'm curious if you have any statistics for the carbon savings that your company has created thus far. Absolutely. Yes. We did that statistics. So the huge contrast was in the business field. And the statistics was that, for example, the Starbucks, where the high proportion of GHG emission was 1,300,000 metric. And with us, it's nothing. (laughs) We don't bring any CO2. We don't distribute anything. Our bikes run only on the sun and body power. And we use the solar energy to generate electricity for our cars. So we have absolutely no impact for emissions. We don't use any generators. And I think that's really cool. That's another thing we're proud at Ferrell Bikes. So for those business-oriented bikes, they are powered by solar. Is that solar incorporated in the awnings that you put on them? Correct. It's on top of the awning. So picture like an RV type of design where on the roof you have a solar panel to contribute the energy, generate that power for your RV. Same thing, it goes for our bikes. Is there an option to do something like that on your family cargo bikes? (laughs) I think in the future, I would say so. But the cargo bikes, it's actually, they don't require much energy. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't need to power any equipment. You don't need to power refrigeration units. You don't need to use for business. So we sometimes see that our families only charge once a week and use it daily. Of course, depends on the distance you go, but it's a very convenient. You park your bike and it's like charging your computer, charging your laptop or charging your cell phone. It's became normal. And that's how easy it is to charge the bike. So for now, we don't have any, I would say, needs, but I think that's a future. If we can make it something even more sustainable so you don't even have to use your home power for it, that would be great. Well, I have to say, I took an adventure to a local, let's just say, fanatic cycle builder in Santa Cruz County. 
His name is Craig Calfee, and he Mm -hmm. makes bicycles out of bamboo. Oh, wow. And so he's moving away from even using steel or metal to create his bicycles. And then he refurbishes some zero motorcycles, electric batteries for some of the pieces that he's building. He created one bicycle that was tandem made of bamboo with an awning that is solar powers for use specifically at Burning Man as an example. So people would go out into the desert and have this electric bike in the middle of nowhere that could be used time and again for something like this. And it just got me thinking about some of the other reasons that people might say, oh, well, I don't know if I want to go on a very long cycle ride. It's hot out. I might get sunburned. And so what if there was an option, and I'm not saying that everybody would want this, but to create something that would connect on even the family bike and provide a little bit of shade. I think it's cool. It certainly (laughs) comes something that you could use for cycling trips up the Pacific coast highway from Southern California, all the way to Washington. Yeah, I certainly agree with you. So we actually brought our bikes to Burning Man last year. And we had a phenomenal experience. People were taking pictures, asking to give them a ride. It was an amazing experience. And they actually survived. They survived. Nothing happened to them. The roads are pretty harsh there. But that's something I would love to have. Of course, we have a shade created for our cargo bikes. But if we can incorporate the solar panel, I think you just gave me another idea to work on. Now, thinking about Burning Man, where you have limitation where to charge the bikes, that's an amazing idea to think. I'm thinking about camping. I'm thinking about road trips. I'm thinking about all sorts of things. But I got the opportunity to meet with Craig Calfee and discover what he's doing with solar-powered bamboo bikes. And what I have to say is there are some people who are so fanatical in this space that they're just open, so open to collaboration and idea share because they're all in this for the mission of creating a more sustainable future together. And so I think making a little introduction between you for us and also Craig would be phenomenal because who knows what might come up of something like this. And furthermore, if we're all working together to create a more sustainable future in which we aren't so worried about what's being put up into the atmosphere and we can start to really focus on having quality lives, breathing fresh, clean air and not experiencing these ravages of climate change, then we're in a much better spot. So I have one final question for you beyond, hey, can I make an introduction to Craig? I'm hoping the answer is yes. Please, Karina. Thank you so much for that. I would love to meet Greg because it's so hard to find urban mobility specialists nowadays, but that niche is growing like crazy. And I would love to meet to see him and even just to have a little conversation. Yeah. And when the travels bring you to Northern California, perhaps you can meet me there and, and we can sit down with Craig and have a meal. Who knows? It will. But yeah, it's one of those things where I feel like serendipity often serves us. And the fact that I got tapped on the shoulder by a friend who told me about Craig Calfee and what he's doing out there. And then there was an individual doing a tour to raise funds specifically for climate change and raise awareness around all these issues. So I'm going to be doing a deep dive into that discussion at a later date in a future show. Kind of feels like it will connect back to this one really well. And I also have some video to share, which I'm planning to put out into the world through social media, just of the bikes that they have and how creative they have been and 
kind of the history around what it would take to build something unique and different and ultimately get people thinking about electrical solutions from gasoline and reduce our reliance on these petrochemicals to create something completely new and exciting and disruptive and just beautiful. That's exciting. At least the last question. I want to know how you envision the future. What is your hope for a greener and more sustainable future? That's a really great question. My hope that people will respect the nature, will treat the nature in a better way by simply walking on the hiking path. I really hope that people will treat the nature like they would treat their kids, like they would treat their mother. And for me, I like hiking and everywhere I go, everywhere I travel, I try to hit the trails. And unfortunately, I see that people more and more throwing bottles like plastic. And I usually try to take an extra backpack or a space in my backpack. Depends where I go. And I do collect the trash where I go. And I really hope that people will, in any way possible, either it's getting an electric bike or an electric car, to really start taking care of our beautiful nature. It's like we as a people, we come and go, but the nature stays here. And I consider myself as a guest on this beautiful planet. And I should respect being a guest on this beautiful nature. Wow. For us. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate you too. I have to say you're a man after my own heart because every time I go out on the trail, I also bring just like basically those collapsible grocery bags that become like a little ball. I put it on my keychain and just go. And I have found some incredibly strange things in the woods <laughs> that get blown there or drift with water. And I just think it's part of our stewardship of our environment to take pride in, in the green and open spaces around us and to ultimately try to make it just a little bit better each day. So thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you, Karina, as well. Especially nowadays, you see all these blooms and we're so blessed that this year we had enough water and seeing all these blooms and all these greeneries and watching plastic around, is it's not right. We have to improve. We have to do our job better. What a treat. Who doesn't want to go on a hike with Faraz? Who doesn't want to try one of these bikes out in their local neighborhood? I can tell you, I will have to use this as an opportunity to go knock on my neighbor's door and ask them if I can please borrow their bicycle for a jaunt around our small neighborhood. I want to experience the wind in my hair and I want to see how my kids would like it too. And I got to tell you, spending a few thousand dollars to save it in gas and to save it in insurance on my car because I'll be driving less. It sounds like a really good investment and an enjoyable one, one that builds memories, that builds experience. And I have to say too, if it was 20 years earlier, I might be getting one of those cargo carts to start a coffee business because that was my pipe dream shortly after I exited college. These days, I'm committed to a lot more in different ways, but I really love what they have to offer. And I think if you have a gumption and if you have a desire and an idea that connects well with this, you should definitely check it out. So visit furlafamilybikes.com if you're interested in the family bike options and furlabikes.com for those cargo-oriented business cart bikes. As always, you can visit show notes for direct links to everything we discussed today 
And I am going to include a video of that incredible and strange bamboo solar powered bike that Craig Calfee designed for Burning Man. Just because again, I think this will inspire your creativity and get you thinking about how you might live a little bit differently. For complete transcripts, expanded show notes, and bonus features like that Craig Calfee video that you won't find anywhere else, please visit caremorebebetter.com. While there, I encourage you to sign up for our newsletter. I send one to two emails a week. It's not overwhelming, and it's always related to the content we're creating, and from time to time, a fundraiser that we might suggest you contribute to. Subscribers receive a welcome gift as well, which is our five-step guide to organize your activism but it can even be used for project management. It essentially comes from my experience in business school. So I do that for all of you, make it available, make it easy and inspire you to think about what you can do to make a difference, what you can do to live a little greener, like Faraz going out on his hiking trips with a bag to pick up any trashy encounters. (laughs) Now, if you have feedback for the show or a future guest that you might want to suggest a topic that you'd like to see us cover, please reach out to me via the website, caremorebebetter.com. You can even leave me a voicemail icon by clicking the microphone icon in the bottom right-hand corner. I'd love to hear your voice. I'm using mine for good. That's what this show is all about. I don't do it for money. I don't do it for fame. I do it to make a difference. It's my way of giving back. So I want to thank you now and always for being a part of this pod and this community because together through collaboration, through idea share, through just working to make the world a better space, we really can do so much more. We can care more. We can be better. We can even harness our personal pedal power and the power of today's energy from the sun to transport ourselves, our lives with an e-bike from Furla Bikes. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Care More, Be Better, a podcast for social good. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And share with your friends to help us reach more people and spread more social good.